2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: welcome one and all weaves and casuals alike we are baka and company and we're here to provide you with a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies We'll talk about both new and old anime and everything in between. If you have suggestions, questions, or comments, please send them our way, either by tweeting at us at Podcast on Twitter, or sending us an email at bakakopodcast at gmail.com. Special shout out to our theme song creator, that's Akano, A-K-A-N-O, over on SoundCloud. Thanks a lot. We love it. On this episode, we have myself, Drew Tendo, Element, Frank Furter, and this week we are Specifically, talking about the show Rage of Bahamut, or Shingeki no Bahamuto, uh, which was a Japanese anime uh, produced by MAPPA, and it was based on a mobile game. So, without much more uh, further ado, let's get into it.
0: Isn't it yeah, just like... called? Isn't it just Shingeki no Bahamut?
2: Uh, so it's Genesis. This this first season was called Genesis, and then they released season two, which was Virgin Soul.
0: Okay. Uh, no, yeah. sorry. I think never mind. I'm just being nitpicky and dumb. Never mind. Ignore me. Um <laughs> Yeah, jumping into this. Uh I kinda asked you guys beforehand, just general consensus what you guys thought. Like, and I think I had the most disagreement upon everybody, <laughs> which is seems to be the norm.
2: Well well oh, sorry, you go first <laughs> through. I'll
1: go second. No, okay. Um I can understand where Frank's coming from a lot of the time with this i i there are parts where i got excited i got hyped and i really liked the what was going on but i did find there were some lulls some story beats that maybe i didn't get along with like emotionally like i i couldn't get attached into them but it was a very well animated show i enjoyed all of the fight scenes i enjoyed the characters and how everyone was unique they they stood out from each other you could like in any anime you can see the bright-haired main characters really easily but that didn't take away from other enemies or other characters on screen it made it very easy to distinguish like who i liked really fast and and who i was immediately going to be like ah this guy again (laughs) but i i like it had it had its ups and downs. I'm not going to go out here and say it's a nine point nine out of ten show. It it was a very even. It was a like a maybe a seven seven point five for me.
0: So here's here's my first disagreement with you, Drew. You said that everybody kind of stood out from one another. Um, while that may be true in the show, like they did physically stand out from one another, other than the main character of uh, Favaro and, like, maybe a, one or two other characters, all the character design was very bland. Like, they, nobody really, like, stood out. It was just kind of a generic, like, here's blonde girl. Like, even the blonde main girl, which I can't even remember her name, and I just watched the show. Jean D'Arc. Like, no, not Jean D'Arc. See, there you go. It's not Jean D'Arc. She's the blonde one. Um, no, the, the pink-haired girl. The main girl. Amira? Amira. Yeah. She just had very, like, bland character design, and so did Jean d'Arc, and so did the King. Like, he, they were all kind of stereotypical, like, drawn characters, and that's, like, the only person that really stood out was Favero and uh other guy who always wanted revenge, which I can't remember his name off Iza. the top of my head. Yeah. Like... I don't know just like nobody like really it was just kind of generic drawing for me and it was a little disappointing in that regard but I mean I I loved Favreau like to, to kind of swing it into the other direction I did love Favreau's character design like you don't see you know characters with afros in anime all too often and like the fact that they had the main character as one was freaking awesome and it wasn't you know like afro samurai or something like that (laughs) <laughs> I that's that's my first point of uh of disagreement with you
2: <laughs> i will now rebut your point so this is a this is a two-on-one but uh i do think the characters had good designs i think not everyone was meant to stand out but and to be fair i think john dark sort of has like a an overarching sort of understanding of what that character looks like. Like she's, you know, a blonde woman and a knight in shining armor sort of deal. So I don't think there's like much sort of flexibility for her, but I do think Amira stood out. I mean, there wasn't like an enormous amount of characters, I don't think, like introduced every episode. The cast was a decent size, but uh, we didn't really recycle a bunch of characters every episode. Oh no, sorry. Wrong word. We didn't introduce a bunch of throwaway characters every episode that disappeared. Like, if we got introduced to a character, typically they stood, they stuck around for the rest of the the show. Um, I think Amira's design was really cool. One when she's introduced, uh, in like sort of the bandit outfit, um, you know, it's very toned down. But then when she gets her actual outfit for the rest of the show, I think it's like a pretty interesting, interesting design. You know, her hair's like anime pinks you know it's an anime what are you gonna do but i think like uh just her design overall if, if you compare it to like if you go and look up uh i don't know like whatever show's airing right now and look at the designs of the characters and then look at her design i think she has the more intricate design compared to most of the other shows and i think that stands out i also want to say like for context this show came out in was it 2014 or something 2015 maybe i
0: think 13 is it either 13 or
1: 14 um, 2014 october 2014 to december 2014
2: yeah so i i watched this i watched this this was right this was about a year after i got into anime like for real uh i remember because kill the kills like when i really started watching anime like as it was airing before i'd just been watching like old old series um so i remember watching this show as it was airing and there was like no hype around this because. It was, it sounded kind of generic, like anime fantasy thing. It was based on a mobile game that was like kind of shit, apparently. Uh, and it was an original property because the mobile game doesn't have any story. It was literally just a card game. So basically these, this studio and the director got handed all the designs for the cards and a bunch of money by Cygames, the mobile company, and said, hey, make an anime about these character designs. And they came up with this whole world. And all these uh character backstories and this lore and this story for the characters to go through completely independently of the mobile game. And that was at the time I remember that was like a big talking point. Like every episode discussion was like, damn, this is based on a shitty mobile card game. And we were like all like having such a great time watching it. I think also like the you know, the the Road to El Dorado style relationship between
1: <laughs> Yeah.
2: And, uh, Kaiser was like, I remember there's a, there was a counter for, um, Kaiser yelling Favreau in every episode discussion thread, um, like take a shot every time he yelled Favreau, like that sort of stuff. Like that's, that's where I think, um, the characters stood out because they, I don't think any of the characters, uh, were shit to watch. Like I enjoyed what, even though Favreau is sort of like a piece of shit, like he always does something. He's never like you'd want to think he's the thief with the heart of gold, but for the most part, like every decision he makes is not in the favor of any other character. He just happens to help them a lot of the time until yeah. towards the end of the show where he actually does. I think it sort of makes that turning point when he goes to rescue Amira and Kaiser in the, the big floating squid thing. That's like the first time really he's making a decision to help them rather than help himself. And then from that point on in the show, he's like being the hero essentially. But that, that, is not the case for the first half of the show, which I think is good development for him. And then Kai's obviously getting over the fact that his whole life purpose is to hunt down Favreau. And then he realizes that Favreau didn't really do him wrong necessarily. Uh, and him willing to sacrifice himself for Favreau's sake, you know, losing his arm, all that stuff. I think th- I, I remember loving the show when it aired and watching it again. Now, I think there's some issues with pacing and they skip over, Maybe some plot beats or some things don't get enough development. But I think overall, I still really love the show. It was a bunch of fun to watch um, and had a lot of, for me, it had a lot of character and personality that um, can often be missing in shows like this.
0: So um, here's, like you said a lot and there's a, there's a lot I want to touch on, but I may as Sorry, well just yes, kind of go into my, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I, there are things that I want to go into detail just kind of like my pros and cons list and it touches upon a lot of what you said um, would you rather me start with pros or cons
2: uh, go with the cons well actually right. no go with pros because then I'll fight you over the cons
0: bitch. okay sounds good uh pro jesus uh pros i really really love the ship designs so whether it be that they were riding on like gargoyle dragon things or they were riding on the squids like i loved the ship designs they were they were all like i really like that they took a non-traditional approach to that um I remember back when I first watched this show way back, and I think I watched it in 2015, because that's about when I started watching shows live. So I know I, I watched this mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, I loved it at the time, um, but I watched it in Japanese. I didn't realize that they had an English voiceover until I rewatched it, and so I watched it in English. And I have to say, Favreau's voice actor, perfect fit, because it's, it's just Dandy from Space Dandy is that
2: the the english voice yeah yeah the english voice yeah
0: the english voice is the same voice actor that voices dandy from space dandy and like gotcha and they essentially kind of are similar characters and i'll i guess i can go into cons later about that but um yeah i've the other pro that i had or one of two left That I had was Favreau's uh, character design. As I said before, loved it. It was something unique for a main character. And I I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one that I had is that the first episode, in my opinion, is the best episode. It sets the tone of what type... Well, it's the best and worst episode. And the reasoning being is that it sets the tone of what the show is going to be. But then you watch the rest of the show and it is nothing like that, really. Like, they try, like, they set the tone of, like, this is going to be, like, hilarious hijinks and, like, nothing goes right. And for the most part, that's true. However, like, it's just, while it's true, like, they try to go serious with it, I feel like. And then they throw comedy in there every once in a while and that just doesn't work out, like, as well as it should, I feel like. Because that first episode to me is just hilarious. It's like the whole chase scene with the wheel, like the water wheel, that yeah, was hilarious to me. Like I love, like you, you set up the perfect hijinks, like hilarity there, and then you kind of just strayed way away from it. So it's funny. I, I think just... um
2: Favreau says like he makes a comment on it a couple of times throughout the the season, but he says like all of this because of one little lie, and <laughs> you know, back in the first episode, yeah. Um, yeah no he
0: he does and that was a good callback
2: i think also i i get what you're saying um like i think the show sort of sets it up as like he's a bounty hunter and maybe we'd go on adventures hunting down targets and then this girl gets introduced and that sort of sets him up for the adventure i could totally have seen the show if it was like 24 episodes there'd be like a bunch of you know one-shot episodes uh, throughout the season where they're just like hunting down a bounty to you know get money for supplies because he talks about that as well like they need money but then they don't actually cut to them hunting down bounties really except for, i mean like, they do in the first, the first few
0: episodes yeah but like yeah. I, like even then like i still feel the first couple episodes they set it up for the grand adventure of hey i need to take this woman to Helheim. but they they set it in a tone that it's like it's gonna be funny hijinks and then it's just not it's it they try to go serious with it. I feel like the first few episodes kind of stay in that funny hijinks kind of type world. And then they try, like, I feel like by episode six where, or episode five and six where they're back in, like, the the capital and everything and it almost feels like final boss level. Like, mm. they, like they kind of get rid of that tone for the rest of the show and they should have just kept it that way. Like they should have kept it the other way. I don't know that to me, it just, the tone was kind of all over the place and it didn't really know what it wanted to be. But by yeah. all, like, cause like when you look at the tags as to what type of show it is, comedy is not in there, but it is clearly a comedy of sorts. Like they try to like it. I don't know. Is that just me? That feels like it, sh- it I think- was trying to be a comedy.
2: I mentioned uh Road to El Dorado before and I I comedy's probably on the tags of that movie because it's more of a kids movie but I think that is that is like the closest analogy I can think of to or comparison I can think of to this show. I get what you're saying like they set up a certain sort of tone and probably like idea for where the show's going to go at the start and then it goes very differently towards the end. I I thought I had a thought towards the end like that tweet has been going around like standard JRPG level one pick save a cat from a tree level 100 kill god like this show was a little bit like that you know where it starts off like this bumbling bounty hunter and he's got like a an ex knight you know coming after his head because he betrayed him at some point and he finds his random girl and they go on a grand adventure and end up you know reviving the god of death bahamut essentially um it's yeah it, it it swings it starts at one point and escalates extremely quickly to like you know a battle between angels demons and bahamut you know yeah. uh so i get i get that um i don't i think the first two episodes do such a good job of one establishing what sort of world we're in um you know where it's not even though there's like you know a bumbling idiot character and uh it's a bit whimsical and there's um like the girl's a bit like i don't know a bit weird and innocent maybe or she's kind of aloof and right um we're not yeah, really sure what to we, think learned, of we learned
0: we learn that she's like a child later but yeah
2: yeah but the, yeah. they also established that like there's bad people and that there's death and there's real danger as well because like you know he gets attacked by the The brother of the guy he captures, and he kills them both, essentially, or stabs them both, and that sort of thing. So I don't think it's setting itself up to be like super kiddie or anything. Um, I get, I get where you're coming from. I think I just, I think once you're once you've watched those first two episodes, like the first one being sort of that like grand adventure Pirates of the Caribbean style to introduce you to Favaron Kaiser, and then episode two introducing you to Amira properly with like the dance scene, which I remember everyone popping off about, you know, back when it aired. Um, you're sort of in at that point, and you're like willing to go. You you want to see them succeed, essentially, um, and you're just willing to watch wherever they go. That, that's yeah, I least would even I... say
0: I would even say include episode three there, where they they add a uh, zombie girl Rita.
2: Like, Hell yeah, best character. Like Rita, like Rita, I Rita. yeah. I would <laughs> I will say
0: Rita Rita's probably the best character, and she is underutilized in the show. Like she pops in when like in important moments, but she doesn't pop in for the rest of the show.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say I don't know. She she is there throughout the show, but I think um she is always in the background helping the main two like Favreau and Kaiser. Yeah, and, um she's never she's never put forefront as a main character necessarily. Like even yeah, like yeah that's you know... oh sorry Kendrick.
1: No 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 um I wanted to say like it's it's weird that she's quote unquote not main, but when you look up the. Information about the show she they they classify her as a main and yes. i I tend to agree with how you you say it, element is that she's she's got her own agenda, obviously, but it's it's always a positive agenda she's always like adding something more I felt and this goes back to what you said earlier. She's not a throwaway character like she has meaning, she has a plot, she has a reason and and that those characters did matter even like when you meet uh the boss at the beginning yeah and you and you start learning these characters like more and more that they matter and like uh, it was hard for me to do the research and find that what frank said this is based on a mobile game that had no story (laughs) because like this 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 feels very fleshed out and this feels like care and attention was put in, into it and that first episode again that was a hook for me like i saw that i remember like i had a flashback while i was re-watching it and like oh man i meant to finish watching this when this first came out and i really want to get back into it so uh when i continued watching it now and even even just the the 6.5 episode that recap episode like everything's done so well and it's done to such a a higher degree than i expect again from a mobile game
0: yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because like I loved the like I so I watched this show. This was w- surprisingly one of the first shows that I watched when I was getting in, back into anime back in college. Mm. So like I to me I really regarded this as one of like a really good show because I really enjoyed it because this is one of my kind of like kickoff points to watching anime again. And then just I feel like after re-wa- like after watching so much anime and then rewatching this was like oh this is not as good as I remember unfortunately
2: I do so think I kinda... it's it's sort but, of like but, a Citizen Kane thing where if you go back and watch Citizen Kane now it's like yeah this is like a decent like movie but we've seen these plot beats a thousand times and then you realize that Citizen Kane sort of invented this story structure and every other movie has been aping on it not that uh Rage of Muhammad has invented you know this story structure <laughs> but I think right it's sort of it's a bit off of, of a comparison but I think Back, I remember back then, uh, there was a lot. I mean, one, the isekai thing was not a big movement as it is like a staple nowadays. Um, yeah. so uh, a lot of anime was there's a lot of high school stuff. Um, you've got like uh, battle shonen, which is another thing, but like it, there wasn't a short and sharp story to those. It was rare to, I felt like it was rare to get a series where. You could get a complete story in one season, and you wouldn't have to wait for two hundred episodes and there was no filler and the characters were all bright and positive and charming and had interesting character designs um I think it wasn't as common nowadays I think uh in general, the industry has moved to be much more compelling uh anime stories there's still crap as well, but I think in general, every season there's like a couple of shows that are like generally really good and worth watching. Whereas I don't think that was not necessarily always the case, or at least the best shows of a season were not nearly as good as the shows that are airing now. Um, I think this anime has gotten better over time. Um, but I think for it, back then. It definitely then, has. Yeah, for back then, I think this was. This caught a lot of people off guard, and I think so, it endeared it itself to them.
0: And one thing I do want to point out, and I don't know if Drew, if you said this or not, you probably did in, in the intro. This was a project. From this, was a project or this show was from Studio Mappa. Yeah, boy. Which was their, like, looking at their Wikipedia, this was the sixth thing they've ever done. Before this, it was Kids on the Slope, which I have on my to watch list.
1: Another good show.
0: Yeah. uh, TQ, uh, which I've never heard of. Uh, Hajime no Ipo Rising. Uh, Terra and Resonance, and then Garrow the Caved or the Carved Seal of Flames, and then Rage Against the Bahamut. But I will say that the show after this is some of that that ridiculous shit that I love, which was Punchline.
2: Oh yeah. But uh, regardless, Zen- Zenkyo no Terra is like a. I remember that being like a really highly regarded anime when it was. Is hearing. that the Terra? Is, is Resonance? that the one with the
1: two the two guys and they wear masks? Yeah, I think they're like terrorists. or something. I, I do not even yep. watch it. But, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to avoid that word terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, that,
0: is that the terror and resonance? Okay. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it. I've seen it everywhere, but I haven't watched it. But yeah, no, like this is this is definitely like it's still good work by Project Mappa, but it, it's not their best and you can tell just for the fact that this was one of their first like shows. Like they, they're still finding their footing. Um I do kind of want to go into my cons real quick because Yeah. Go for boy it. oh boy element you're gonna grill me for this one
2: or for these
0: <laughs> minus this first one this first one you probably agree with me the first one is oh no that cg carriage
2: oh yeah oh the cg was bad but
0: it i mean oh you know, no back then CG this was is
1: also bad. early cg yeah okay people, people no 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 no, no 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 let's could, right?
0: let's not let's not let's not go there because we've seen we let's go back to episode fucking one of baka and co Where we watched, uh, freaking, no, not even Um
1: Metropolis.
0: Metropolis, and they had good CG, and that was way before this. Granite, granite, okay, okay, granite. It was a movie. Granite, granite. It was a movie. Granite. It was a movie. I will give you that, but still, that was on. That was on a building, right? What in the show? In Metropolis, it was a building, and it was.
2: I'm trying to remember what was CG. Like the oh no! It sequence. was a
0: building, and it was it was like the the top of the building in which it was like kind of transforming into like a laser beam type thing for like the girl
2: to sit on. Yes, it is uh, significantly easier, I think, for uh, static objects and uh, building like uh, that sort of geometry to be CG'd, and even then, like it looked okay because it was meant to look like uh, sort of futury, and it it the the aesthetic of the CGI fit what it was animating. So it didn't look off. Whereas in Bahamut, you know, it's like a bird carriage and it looks fucking weird or like the dragons or whatever. Um, It's all stuff that, you know, what it looks like 2d animated. So when you see it in CG, it doesn't look good. So yeah, Yeah. totally agree. CG didn't look good, but i I don't detract points because fucking everything looks Oh, like I know
0: everything. Like everything idea. at this point has CG, but I like again. This is just my mo. I gotta call it out. The CG is just trashing this. <laughs> like it is yeah. so jarringly bad. Sure. I'm not gonna buy um, that. Yeah, the Fish second shit. point I had, which I've already talked about, is kind of bland character design. Um, like
2: absolute bullshit.
0: When you. No, no, okay. You you Hands. brought up you brought up American you mess. brought up Jeanne d'Arc has like this like she's kind of stereotypical. Yeah, she's fucking saber in every show. If you're gonna put <laughs> Jeanne d'Arc in your goddamn shows, it's just hey,
1: let's copy and she better saber. not be blonde. Saber, yeah, is us just King copy Arthex, is he, Okay,
2: funny enough, uh, second show in a row. We've I watched guess you're right. With, that is true. <laughs> second show in a row we've watched with uh, Jeanne d'Arc and Gilderay's in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like. Just to me, like the king was stereotypically drawn as a king, just like this like ginormous person, but not like muscly, he's just like a mushmelon. Uh Jean d'Arc was Saber, <laughs> fucking Pink Girl's Pink Girl. Like even even okay, even the fucking villains, which like you had Teardrop Boy, which was just straight up ripped out of fucking Hunter Hunter.
2: Like I have not seen that, but let's let's
0: worked. Oh, you haven't watched any Hunter x Hunter? No. Oh no. Because it has no. like two hundred episodes, bro. Ain't just watch like it. the first few arcs and you're fine. Like you don't have to watch <laughs> that's the like, insect arc. The that's in, like just
1: just watch a few arcs of One Piece. Just no, just, just to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: To be fair, to be fair, there's like a th- like fourteen to fifteen hundred episodes of One Piece when there's only like two hundred episodes of Hunter x Hunter. But regardless. Hunter Hunter is a bet- better show. Well, then again, I've never seen okay, well, it, so I can't. Let really... me say. Okay, regard
2: back. You back, might you might to... say that Martin A might be like uh, aping the character design from Hunter x Hunter, and for sure, I'll, I'll look up the character. later and I'll probably agree with you, but I don't think it's generic. I see that, and I think it's an interesting character design, and it like his whole mannerism and his behavior, and you know his ultimate place in the plot. I think it all fits together well, in my opinion. I don't I, think put, it's I posted.
0: A, I posted. I posted a char- like the character from Hunter Hunter. It is the, it is like a kind of a blatant ripoff of just a, a main villain. Yeah, it's fair.
2: I think it's like a. It's a. It's an archetype that they're, and sure, this character might have defined the archetype, but they're essentially fitting it into that.
0: That's fair. Um, yeah. the next the next point I want to go into is that. While the voice, like, okay, one thing I actually no, I did say that the voice acting in in the show was actually really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yes, that's a great point. Really good voice. I will say, I will say the writing wasn't great. The writing, like, I feel like was a little wasted. It's just like at at certain points, I kind of just zoned out and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Had to rewind.
2: Yeah, I'd say. um, (laughs) That's funny. Um, I'd say uh, I agree with you. I think the. The overarching plot was sort of like the whole Bahamut plotline. I think mm-hmm. it was sort of pretty generic and um, run of the mill. And yeah. it felt like a JRPG to me, like how JRPGs is written. I sort of, I've played so many, I've watched so much anime and I've played so many JRPGs that I have sort of just like accepted that's how they're written. And that's how dialogue is handled when they're talking about JRPG shit. It's just a bit more nonsensical than you would write an actual human talking. But I think the interactions between the characters were pretty good. Like, I liked when all the characters were talking to each other. And I liked... Um, yeah,
0: that's where it shined. But, like, yeah. you, re- I feel like you got too much internal dialogue in this show when it should have been a lot more character that's, to character.
2: That's a good inter- uh, A good point. I, I noticed that um, compared to other shows that don't really do this, I don't think... Um, well, I guess, like, um, Battle Shaman do this a lot. Where they, like, they talk in their mind. I don't know why in this show it, like... It stuck out to me more compared to when other shows do it, but it, it stuck out to me when like Favreau would talk in his head. I didn't think it was weird or bad. It was just noticeable, which I don't think I really pick on, pick up on
1: that, you know, when I see it elsewhere.
0: Yeah. No, I have to
1: agree with you on that element. Like that was something that it didn't bug me, but it was something more often than not. I was actively noticing going, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um I have no idea why that is. And it didn't really detract from my experience
2: necessarily, but yeah, I get um the internal monologue thing. Yeah.
0: Um one thing that you kind of brought up uh, earlier that is on my cons list. I'm skipping one real quick is that uh some like you said that the the kind of the way the show flowed was kind of generic and that was one thing that I had is like the plot twists were very bland. Like you can kind of see them coming from a mile away.
2: Oh yeah. I mean the whole like, um, Martine sort of plotline, yeah, seemed so. It was like yeah. so telegraphed. It was for me. It didn't get frustrating because I guess I'd already seen this, but and also the whole thing was out. But if I, I mean, I don't remember feeling like this when it was airing week to week. But maybe if I, you know, if I, if I watch this show. As it was, if it was airing like nowadays, I would probably get annoyed with the characters for not figuring it out sooner and having to wait, you know, a week in between episodes, knowing that this twist is coming eventually, and like yeah, like knowing
0: that the whole the whole mom is a lie thing, and then still trusting the the general guy, it was just like dude, you you do realize he helped you get here, which is probably not a good thing.
1: And Somebody they're all shouting at not. her to not mm-hmm. do it, and she's like, "Is it still my mom?" And Favreau's like, "No, don't do it." And she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna this, do it. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, like... I'm
0: gonna do this. Yeah, it's just like, uh, and and here, let's go right back into the, that that exact plot in this my old, the one that I skipped over. Nearly all the characters, except, and I will I will give this one exception to fucking Kaiser, all the characters don't act like they should personality wise to me to what me do you mean? F- so to me f- uh favaro was that character of just like i'm in it for me i'm in it for me i'm in it for me and then he <laughs> just is like episode 1 2 sure episode 3 on or 4 on no nah, he's in it for the the adventure like he's like all right i'm in it for everybody else
2: i i'm going to your point so i think the first i can't remember exactly when the change happens but uh first episode yes he's in it for him he says he knows a way to hell home because he thinks the girl's cute, and then he wakes up with a cursed tail, and he tries to cut it off, and he can't. <laughs> so he goes with the girl and says, okay, I can try and kill her, and then she transforms into the demon and beats the shit out of that monster, and he's like, guess I can't kill her. So he's with her the whole time, thinking, like, how am I going to get rid of this girl? And then they make it to that town where the knights are, and he sells her out, you know, for the knights. And then after he sells her out, he's he... He again has a chance to like have the turn of heart and realize that he's fucked up and he should go save her. And he doesn't, and the horse goes and saves her. And he's like stuck on the back of it. Cause he's running through the night saying, Stop, where are you going, you crazy beast? And then he like falls off the horse and the smoke bombs come out of his pocket. Like it's all it all happens to him. He's not making a decision to save her, he just happens to be there. I mean, it it is like, you know, anime stuff, but it's more consequence, right? It's um it's not him making the decision to go and save her. He's he totally content taking his money and going, but he gets put into the situation, you know, be it fate or whatever it is, um, that know. he ends guess up saving should... her.
0: Yeah, and I guess I should have written down more examples, but, like, to me, I just felt like some of the characters just kind of go against either their archetype or their... Uh, kind of just how they're supposed to... Like, not supposed to be portrayed, but how they're supposed to, like how they've shown themselves to be.
2: I, um, I think so. I guess I
0: should have, I should have, I should have written that down. Like I should have written down more examples. Mm, yeah. Cause I know that I think, there are some out there.
2: I think we could have had, uh, an interesting back and forth. Cause I think, yeah. um, cause I just watched it like, um, over the last week or so. So it's all like mm-hmm. fresh in my mind. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think, if you had examples i could probably counter them because i feel like that was the one thing i was actually kind of impressed by was that um
0: okay so one so one that i can think of off the top of my head is like once we're like mid in like in the castle just like shit's going to hell and like Mm -hmm. and uh favreau's like hey i promise i won't run away or do anything like i i promise i'll like if you help me out of this, I won't run away. I'll do this, and it's just like no, you would you would definitely like, and he keeps that promise, which his character definitely would just like break that promise. Yes, I think straight up he would
2: his character in the first half of the show would for sure, but uh, well the the character turn happens earlier, so I can't remember exactly what the sequence of events is, but when Kaiser and Amira get kidnapped off the boat by the tentacle thing, um, he is with Rita... And he goes, he goes to see Bacchus to hijack their carriage and go and rescue them. I think that's the character turn because uh, he, if it was his previous version of the character, he would have just left them to their fates. But for whatever reason, I don't remember what the reasoning he had was. But um, he decides to go and rescue them, and from that point on, he is essentially the good guy because he. He goes to rescue them. He's in the 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 squid ship thing and the big demon shows up and he says, "Just work with me this once. I promise you I won't run away and we'll have our talk." And that's like already when he's turned. And then, you know, from then on he's always like doing the right thing sort of, like being the hero. Um but that 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 character moment the turn happens earlier and then from then on he's the good guy. But before that, he's very strictly being selfish and living for himself um i just can't remember what the turn was but it happens at that moment
0: fair enough um Mm. yeah again i should have written down examples and that's my bad um the last the last (laughs) con the last con that i have there are useless and i mean absolutely useless throwaway side characters and the biggest offender and the most disappointing offender because i really wanted to see more of this character was Cerberus.
2: <laughs>
0: she did they, she was did she they was actually... the most throwaway character ever and they bring her back. They bring her back in like near the end and like what she makes just like witty remarks and it's just like where the fuck yeah. were you for most of this show?
2: Uh did they call her Cerberus in the show? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, her name her name is Cerberus.
2: No, no, I, I know her name is Cerberus, but did they call her oh. Cerberus in the show? Because I feel like you they know, always refer to honest, her I as like remember. a main. They always refer to her as like a manger guard dog and stuff, but they never actually call her her real name. And I remember watching the show, and uh, I didn't know because they didn't say what her name was. But someone in the comments said uh, Cerberus is so funny, like the character. I'm like, who the fuck is Cerberus? I and know then they. I would
0: have loved to see more of her, but she was just thrown to the side, and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Yeah, I think she was literally just there to be like. Um, uh, like again, no, no, fan, again fan back
0: service. to again back to like setting the tone. She was there for comedy, and then they, she just threw they threw her away. They're like, oh, we're not gonna make this a comedy, and then they brought her back midway to like near the end, and was just like, here's your like little tidbit of comedy. We're just gonna lighten the mood here. It's like no, fucking give her, give it, give us all
2: or none. I think her character design just lends itself to that. It's hard to take her seriously when she's got like you know sock bucket. So, then don't
0: then then i i don't know then that might be a thing where they had her character design already for the the card game yeah it's but like the card game. either either include her or don't like if you're gonna make this like a funny show make it a funny show like a funny action adventure like a buddy cop movie type thing or just go all out and go serious they they again this kind of leads back to the point of just like they don't know what they want to do with this show. I feel like, granted, mm. like they were dealt like, "Hey, here's your characters go," and they did good for what they could with it. But like they, they should have picked one way or the other and not kind of muddied the sea there.
2: I, I think this is where I'm not going to try and change your mind because I think this is, I think is perfectly valid, um, what you're feeling. But I disagree in that a show can be both, as long as it doesn't take you out of it which it didn't for me like both elements are enjoyable when it's serious i enjoyed the serious plot line enough because the characters and i enjoyed watching them do their thing and then when it's funny it's also enjoyable because again the characters i enjoy them and when they're funny they're funny um i don't think it detracts from one or the other but i i don't think this is a point that i'm going to try and change your mind on because that's just how you feel about it like yeah, having that's fair. uh two two tones in a show. Um but i I've, I mean I don't okay, necessarily yeah, have a problem with it. I see what interest. you're saying.
0: I see what you're saying, but there was like when you're mid like serious scene and then you throw one comedy bit in there, it's like this is not what I want. Like I want this in our downtime. Like make it comedy when it's slow and then make it serious when it's like quick and the yes, pace. Like, I, make I know exactly what you're saying, because I think yeah. I had
2: that. I had that conflict myself, you know, in the past, and I think I've just sort of. Because the comedy
0: works, it's just mistimed. Yeah, I think I've,
2: like, immunized myself to it because I watch. It's just like a thing that happens in anime. They just do it all the time. Like, there's perfectly serious scenes, and then they do, like, you know, chibi face or whatever. Yeah, they They
0: try to relieve the moment a little bit, and it's just, yeah, this is is not that moment.
2: So I I don't think you're incorrect
1: or wrong, but I just uh i'm i'm fine with it (laughs) weird one (laughs) like yeah i i kind of agree with element. like it never took me out of it i did question some of it but uh, like i i wasn't i'm not sitting down watching this show expecting it to be deadly serious plot heavy once in a lifetime anime i'm looking at it to escape would... something else so like if, it's a if fun it adventure that, yeah if it throws that stuff in that's that's great it's it's not bad to me mm. well i think it's just
0: but like i feel like if you're gonna throw it in throw it in more often then like not okay. one every yeah, get, every five scenes that.
2: yeah i think yeah this is just like a sort of different taste i think which yeah i don't think anyone's wrong is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> pers- all right. Just all right. personal There's preference. So I, I think that's different.
0: Uh, different folks, different shows. You don't want to start it. a fight. Yeah. I
1: get it. I get it. We'll start a fight later. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, yeah, no, Drew, you haven't talked like nearly at all this podcast. So Drew, I- I'm because well, cur- you were also did not answer my question originally when <laughs> uh when I first set asked you guys what like your feedback was. So what
1: what did you think of this show? I personally really liked it from what I saw. I had fun. Like, that first episode was a great hook. I can agree with you in some respects where there are some, like, plot hiccups. But I liked it. I'm I'm not going to... Okay. I enjoyed consuming it. It's not going to be a show I immediately recommend. Like, when people on a reddit or even in our own groups here say like hey i'm i want to start getting into anime what should i watch my go-to is always you know what if you want action you want story you want hype really really quick attack on titan if you want something to kind of sit back and simmer and kind of feel it out cowboy bebop but i don't think this would be even in my top 10 for shows that people should watch it's 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 a good show Mm, that's it it can it completed what i i personally wanted it to which like the development of favreau getting a little better and kaiser is like slowly starting to be like all right he's not a bad guy he's just doing questionably moral things um and even even the episode where um rita like has that whole family and we're all like oh okay it's all normal and it's not normal and she's a necromancer like that to me was a nice like way to break up kaiser a little to see that like he's got he's got his own things going on right and it's not yeah it's not a black and white like he is the white knight he is always on duty he is always doing the best he can and favro always going to mess it up it kind of changed that a little bit and i was like all right okay i can see that where this is going but um i don't know i'm a little I'm a little timid or not scared, but apprehensive to watch season two.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pass, but I do (laughs) want to go back. I do want to go back real quick to the Rita episode where she's introduced like that entire thing that. So I will say episode one is my favorite and then episode three, because a Rita's character is great. Like I I love, Mm -hmm. like you, you got your generic, 200, 300 year old lolly zombie mm-hmm. girl, but at the same time, like her, uh, like seeing uh, fuck, god dang it, what's his face? Uh, seeing Kaiser, like go from just like, oh, this is a nice peaceful village that's being attacked by monsters, to like, and then eating dinner to realizing, oh no, this is the the town is monsters, and I just ate literal shit with maggots in it. Like to me, that was like both just like oh no, but at the same time like <laughs>
1: you dumb son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> should ask for the recipe first. Dude, um, right,
0: but I I I think that was a really good episode in my opinion. Like that, no, that I was
1: agree. I I agree. It was it's um like the source material. Obviously, they didn't have a lot, and what they did with it i i found like is is a great job like personally i don't think i have the knowledge or experience to be thrown like hey here's a mobile game uh make it into a story with interesting characters and a reason for people to watch an anime mm. i would probably say all right um here's your paycheck back um i destroyed the bathroom and uh i've been eating at my desk for three weeks so i'm gonna leave okay it's like that, I wouldn't... it's
0: that quote from freaking parks and rec hey leslie i tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and broke everything
1: yeah or i the i asked the computer what your symptoms were and it says you have network connectivity issues <laughs> yeah exactly um, like, like it's like they, they did a really good job you can tell parks and rec is back on netflix um no I think it's really only on job. Peacock
0: but anyways yeah no I I agree they did a good job with what they were given Um, I just I think that episode 1 and 3 were so weird and so different that I wish they had continued and done that weird flexibility throughout the rest of the show
1: like to compare it to another show that was a little wild and hard to grasp like I know we mentioned earlier Space Dandy but I felt, even with Space Dandy being more episodic and more chaotic, it had a better structure. You always had a story, uh, a reason, and a conclusion. Whereas I found most, I'm not going to say all episodes, did that with Bahamut. And even the conclusions we got, like like we were saying earlier, them them shouting at her, don't do it. And her looking back at Favreau, going, "Should I do it?" And him saying, "No." Like we that, don't get that, any. Yeah,
0: that exchange was the, the epitome of, "Do it for the gram I ain't gonna do it. Do it for the gram I ain't gonna do it. And then they just do it.
1: Yeah. So like I, like I, I hate when shows either expect you to know how their their magical items or mechanics work without really telling you. So like, could she hear them while he was in that electric death magic prison? Could she not hear them? It sounded like he could hear her, so it was is really confusing. And I can see how the writers just wrote that in as she does it because she can't hear him. But in some point, we don't catch that. So, like in extrapolating this three hundred times, yes, in theory, she did it because she couldn't hear him, and she thought he was saying yeah. But at least give us a cookie crumb or something I when thought- that happens.
2: I uh, I remember that scene. That I th- I thought it was pretty clear that she could hear him because she was like walking towards her mum and saying, you know, if I hug her, everything will be okay. And then she looks at him in the box and he's yelling, "No, don't do it!" But then she like keeps going anyway. It, it didn't come across as like she couldn't hear him. It was more that she was just resolved and that's what she was going to do. Like, okay, yeah. Was, so okay, that, that's how that. I that's how I read it, but. Yeah it was yeah. more
0: like hey you told me this like if I did this this would happen like she'll know who I am like mm-hmm. cause like he said like oh if you hug your mom like your mom will know it's you. They, That's just their thing. And so she was just like no 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 you said this was true you said this would work like do it. So yeah. But um I I did forget there was one last thing I do want to talk about. In which it is uh, basically, uh, they kind of just like, they set up the ending with the whole uh, prophecy thing such shittily. Like, they just kind of throw it out there and you're like, okay, so this is how it's going to end. Like, the, the the, God dang it, Favreau is just going to be on Bahamut's head and he's going to kill Bahamut. Like, you could see it coming from a mile away.
2: I think uh, I think maybe, I mean, I, I watch Virgin Soul as well and it sort of goes into it there. But I think if there was a direct continuation to season one and it was dealing with Jean's character, like the aftermath of her, you know, failing to be a holy knight, killing all those angels, like essentially it was her fall from grace. And then seeing finally that like the prophecy that she was like building her whole life up to fulfill was fulfilled by this like other person. You know regardless of who it was uh that would have been an interesting way thing to explore and actually they do they do explore that in Virgin Soul like she's a character in Virgin Soul and she's like completely fallen from grace, you know out of the gods uh blessing all that sort of stuff um and it explores a bit there but I don't think it it does as much from my memory like I'm, it's been ages since I watched Virgin Soul, but um that does come into play there, so I think it was a bit more. It was less about uh, the payoff of Favreau being the Holy Knight from the prophecy, and more uh, setting up how other characters saw it. I guess specifically true. Jean darc Okay, that's true. That's true. I about but it.
0: it's. I feel like that scene was also kind of just like a th- like them explaining the prophecy was just such a throwaway thing that they're just like, hey, let's just interject this in the middle of an episode, and then we'll end it on that.
2: Yeah, there wasn't really a lot know. of focus on it, and you know when he ended up, you know, being the Holy Knight, it wasn't really made of a, a big deal. It didn't really come back at all to him as a character. It was more like how it affected Jean. But like even when, uh, you know, he saved the day and all that, he wasn't like people didn't know him as the Holy Knight. They just know that they just yeah. knew that someone. Someone in right. Bahamut.
0: Yeah. Right. But as a viewer, you're like, okay, this is definitely gonna be Favro, this is mm-hmm. how it's gonna end. It just it was just a kind of a like a fart like a wet fart of a fucking scene, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> well all right. with that comment in the bag, <laughs> I think this, <laughs> I think this leads us to, to final thoughts and would you recommend it and and that, to summarize, so for myself, going back to what I said, is it is a show I completed. It is not a show I would recommend. Frank,
0: I yeah, I'd agree. I would not recommend it unless like you are really wanting like a popcorn type of show, like just like hey, I can throw this on in the background and just do work or do something else. Like by all means, watch it. Like it is just it is a popcorn show. It, it, I would not recommend it. I, I wouldn't.
2: That's fair. I I would recommend this show in the same context I recommended it for us to watch in that, you know, if you are familiar with anime and you've watched plenty of anime and you're looking for a show to watch and this is like you, this sort of appeals to you, like the adventure, uh, sort of comedy, interesting characters, that sort of thing. I think this is a decent show. I don't think it's amazing. You know, it's not, um, it's not a must watch, but I do think if you're looking for a show to watch and, um, you've got plenty of anime already under your belt. Uh, This is another decent one you can watch, you know, that you'll have a good time with. Um, Yeah.
1: All right. And what we're going to do now is we discussed prior to recording what we're going to watch next. And we kind of landed on uh, the show called Ascendance of a Bookworm. Mm -hmm. That aired uh, more recently in 2019. It is the first season because I did see a second season is coming.
2: Uh, I think uh, second is- season, season
1: three is coming. Oh, season three. Okay, I misread that. So uh, we're just going to watch season one for now. Um, I'll more than likely post a-, a tweet if we do end up watching the second one, if we like it enough. But again, 25 episodes is a little much for us to cram in. Uh, but I want to take this time to thank everyone for listening. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for joining uh, us on Twitter and uh, showing us what you like. Uh, we appreciate any and all feedback that you have. So, again, that's uh, podcast at gmail.com for emails and just podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day, evening, night, or wherever you are, even in outer space. Take care.
2: Love you. Bye.
1: Toodaloo. Planning for your next trip?